<laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. I have this. We're all grooving now. <laughs> Welcome back for a little bit of monkey business. George Truly, Chris Frank, talking to you from the studios of WFC3. As always, we're having our weekly podcast where we talk about all things nerd and nerd world news. In the studio with me, the legendary Billy DeTori. Thank you. <laughs> the equally legendary Tanya Mattress. Hello. The less legendary but still fairly legendary Becca Becca May. I haven't gotten there yet. Becca Becca May. She's one of our interns. She's working on her legendary status. Yeah. The legend in his own mind, Tony Becca. May the force be with you. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I can't, there's no words to describe how legendary Wayne Brown is. There's just none whatsoever. It fails. It fails to. It does. It does. <laughs> and on the phone with us, as always, the irrepressible, Deanna, I'm watching racing in the background, Schulmerich. Hello. How are we doing? I'm doing. Are we good? Is, uh, now, is, is Junior still racing or is he out now? No, he's out for the rest of the year, but, you know, unfortunately... He uh, got pulled over for speeding this morning on his way to the racetrack. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> so he thought he was in his car. No. Yeah. So there's there's an irony involved there. Oh god. Yeah. Lately, kind of funny. Lately, we've been talking about Star Wars. Last week, we uh, we posted our first uh, podcast talking about the the phenomenon that is Star Wars and all of the things that go with it. Lucas's vision of the of a galaxy far far away from a long long time ago, uh, and we're going to continue that discussion today. In lieu of the fact that in a couple of days, the latest movie in the what was now going to be called the anthology series will be released, Rogue One. Star Wars 3.5. Star Wars 3.5. <laughs> Is that like D&D 3.5? It's like where they kind of streamline it and get it, get it better, fix it? Kind of. Pretty okay. much. It's right before 4, so it's Okay. I see. I get 3.5. They're ending Good the reference. movie like 4. Uh, is supposed the movie is supposed to end like four minutes before the start of uh, Star Wars: yes. A New Hope. Okay, yes. so what we're, what you're telling really me is four minutes. Four minutes. Four, four minutes. Four minutes. So what's going to happen? Which means if they do an animated, they can do like three seasons worth. That's yeah, four in minutes. four minutes. In yes. four minutes. <laughs> so so what's going to happen is when you go home, when you go to see Rogue One in the theaters, you're going to have to race re- home like straight away from the theater and in put four New minutes. Hope. In four minutes, <laughs> and put a new hope on but your screen. No speeding tickets, like Junior. Yeah, seriously. Okay. You know, it's, um, but that's exciting. I mean, because that's the thing is, is you know, I can't wait. I, I tell you, mm-hmm. you know, for the longest time, you know, what did what did a diehard Star Wars fan want? More Star Wars. We only had the three movies and for a long time. And more women in time. Star Wars. And more women in Star Wars. And, and that's like one of the things I'm looking so forward to is more strong female characters, mm-hmm. which I, used to be in a male. <laughs> Pop I think the dominated. industry is finally starting to get get uh, their get head it wrapped right. around it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we we always talk about Joss Whedon because how much we love his work. Ah. And um, and somebody had asked, and I I asked because when I heard this anecdote the first time, it kind of threw me off. I'm like, that sounds made up to me, but it's been corroborated by a couple of people. But somebody asked him during an interview, "Why do you always write these strong female characters?" And Joss Whedon's response was, "Because you keep asking me that question." Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so, nice. so it really does feel like the industry is so, finally catching up to. So as you know, long as the they don't the stop asking those questions, he'll we'll keep can, writing. We'll keep yeah. getting and, and Fox will keep canceling it. But anyway, <laughs> um, but now here we are. We're going back. We're going back to uh, you know, a galaxy far, far away. And 
we were returning. We were somewhere? returning to the Jedi. Uh, at, yes. We were gonna. I was gonna try and talk as little about the teddy bear dance party at the end as possible. I know other interns get livid when you talk about uh, about the teddy the, bear dance the party. Teddy, dance teddy bear party. dance party. Um, you know, and but the teddy bears are so cute. But you know, but also let's talk about it was the bulk. Supposed to be Ewoks. Yeah, Not, I, no, they were supposed to be Wookies. And and Lucas chickened out in essence because he didn't want mm-hmm. it to be ultra violent at the end. Even yeah, though he's still appealing to the fact that these were the, kids' movies. Uh, one, I th- one of his co-producers, mm-hmm. um, he wasn't allowed to work on uh, Return of the Jedi. The original draft had it so that Han Solo died. Right. And, well, that's what Harrison well, Ford that's what wanted. He wanted. Yeah, he that's wanted what he wanted. To die in two. I mean, uh, in five. <laughs> yeah, and um, it was a just a generally darker ending. Mm-hmm. Although the Empire was still defeated, it was just much, much heavier. More yeah. carnage. Yeah, it left it a little bit more of like, okay, so what happens next kind of a thing. Um, but let's talk about the rest of the movie. You know, it, it starts off with the rescue at Jabba's palace. It, it moves on from there, and, and the it, it brings the band back together again for a brief period of time and then splits them back up again, so they're all off in their different destinies. But Lando takes the Falcon, and Han takes his little team and, and, and goes to play with the Ewoks, and, uh, and Luke goes off to face Vader. You know, so... It, it brought a that that continued serial dynamic that we were talking about in the last podcast that Lucas liked to to bring influences from you know his his childhood these watching these Buck Rogers these you know Flash Gordon movies uh, so you see the heroes kind of they come together but now now we're going to take the team apart and we're going to go off and do other things now it's keep the 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 adventure going keep the excitement up. I yeah. remember when um, in like. A year before, it was called Revenge of the Jedi. Yes, because I do I remember. Have, I have the original title and uh, buttons that say Revenge. Uh, I was at Worldcon and they had they were giving them away. Lucasfilms were giving them away. Yeah, and, and like was, the, the and toys they, that have Revenge of the Jedi right. are worth literal millions now, aren't yeah. they? Something like that. Yeah, some of that. Because a, a Jedi shouldn't seek revenge. No, <laughs> <laughs> so it became Return of the Jedi. And then the, he recycled that, and he became the Revenge of the Sith yes. in the prequel mm-hmm. movies. So Those it, can actually get revenge. Yes, they can. You know, that's why I would prefer to have, be a Sith because there's some revenge that has to be done sometimes. <laughs> anyway, um, we don't have enough time for that. I know that's a different podcast to spare, I suppose. All right, so let's go from there. Let's go from there. We have this third movie, and and it ties up, and and this is where we get the big reveal that Luke and Leah. Our, uh, our siblings, and that makes that that little smooch in the uh, no, it was just in, oh, in five. It was, was in five when they got yeah, and, and on Hoth when yeah. uh, when they rescued um, Luke from the snowstorm. Yeah, and it makes that little smooch a little bit more interesting at that point, doesn't it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you that they had no idea where anything was going at the oh, time. Oh yeah, they yeah. yeah. they really are making this stuff up as they go along sometimes. Oh yeah. So, but what would we think when that one came out? What did we think of that? Where we were like, "Oh my God!" Was it was it mind blowing, or did anybody just like me go, "Huh, really?" No, I was. I couldn't wait for it to mm-hmm. see it. It was, it was one of those things. You know, you would start hearing the rumors that there were supposed to be nine films. Right. The the original theory of three mind. trilogies. So it was like, okay, we got these three. You know, then you know it was like after Jedi, it was like, okay, we got What's this. Next? You know, where are they going next? And then we had to wait twenty some years. Yeah, yeah, and that was the point where I was circling around to. Well, there were um, supposed to be 12 films. There were supposed to be three, three trilogies and three unrelated movies that the only things that were connected were the, were the droids. They were supposed to be mm-hmm. in the three movies. I had not heard about that yeah, before. No. Yeah, that's new to me. So that was like the original, like 
the original prototype of what would become the anthology movies that we're starting yeah. to get now. And that only that only happened after Star Wars made a whole lot of money. And then well, said, yeah, because <laughs> if it didn't make any money, there would not be. Uh, episode five. Right. I mean, well, the thing is, is when when Star Wars was originally released to the theaters in 1977, it was just Star, Star Wars. Wars, and the opening crawl was Star Wars. Right. And mm-hmm. about a year later, when you know the tidal wave had already crashed, and that was it. Star Wars was now part of the national consciousness. And is they when, released it. That and they re-released summer, it that next which summer. Which is another thing that they never done much before was re-release a movie that just got mm-hmm. released. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To get more out of it. Yes, yeah, read something about regards to um, episode four and A New Hope not being put on until like 1981. Right. When it got released. Mm-hmm. So it was right. like four years later. It was just before Empire Strikes Back yes. that they did it. Um, you know, because then all of a sudden Empire Strikes Back became episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, so it's, and then now we have The Return of the Jedi. And then we had The Phantom Menace and The Attack of the Clones and... Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith and Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. And do we do we have anybody? Have anybody heard any rumors about I haven't Star heard Wars no. Eight? Any oh, title? They haven't. I'm I'm, wik- I'm on Wikipedia right now. There's nothing there. Nothing and released for a, a working title. Yeah. They, no, I think they're trying to get through Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And they, I bet you that's something that'll. And then the Han Solo movie. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think they've they have titled the Han Solo movie just mm-hmm. Solo, right? Can't it remember, says but I untitled. Know. Oh, really? It's still unt- I think that one was still entitled. I saw that um, young actor uh, who's now going to be Lando Calrissian. Da- uh, yeah, Danny Glo- Donald no, Glover. Donald Glover. Thank yeah. you. I was going to say Danny Glover, but he's then I'm like, old. wait, yeah, he's too old. <laughs> he's too old for that shit. Uh, <laughs> if they're going to use him, they might as well bring back Billy D. Williams. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh my god. And he can do his wonderful dancing. Yeah. Poor guy. Is uh, Billy D. going to be reprising any of his roles in? Uh, I haven't heard Heidner Hair, but I, I would almost so. expect it. I would almost expect that he would pop up somewhere along the line. I expected him to pop up in in uh, Force Awakens, but he didn't. Yeah, that was a surprise to me. I got to tell you, he might show up in eight. That was that was a rumor I heard. Is he might show mm-hmm. up in eight? Well, supposedly Finn is too. related to one of the characters. That was an unsubstantiated rumor that Finn, his real name was Calrissian. Yeah. You know, and so mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I haven't heard Heidner hair of anybody. And they, and they, it was out for about a week. It circled around the internet for about a week, and then quickly went dead quiet. And then, which like, means it might be true. Which <laughs> just, just, just as likely, <laughs> it's just as likely possible, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, so, all right, we've we've talked about the original trilogy over the past, you know, forty minutes, forty five minutes or so of you know previous podcast and this one. Um, you, you got to talk about the prequels. Do we have to? We have to. Oh, God. We have to. Okay, it's we true. talked. Let's get on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I want to do is... I refer in- to the prequels as a necessary evil to the wholeness of the story of the Star Wars franchise. Really? But here, let me ask you this question, because I was reading an essay that somebody had written about it recently. Is it really necessary? Because, and let me, let me, let me ask this question. I'm bringing the whole point around, then we'll talk about it. Um, you know, the one of the great things about the first two, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, is that it layers in all of these references so that you understand that there's a rich and deep backstory, okay? But do you really need it? That's the thing. I mean, do you want to keep that sense of, of mystery out there just a little bit? You don't need it because the worst thing that came out of the prequels was midichlorians. Oh, my God. You know what? And that's going <laughs> to lead to a point that I want to talk about, me. actually. Um, cause Which they stole from Star Trek. Did they really? Well, in Plato's stepchildren, when they had the telepathic powers, uh-huh. and it found out by it was by eating some sort of thing, and Spot and McCoy figures it out and says, "I just shoot you up with this, and you'll have as many as much psychic power as this guy." And, wow. and Kirk says, "Well, I... give me double the dose." 
So you can have twice as much. I did not. So it's, it's I missed like that completely, Wayne. Thank you for that. That's awesome. But this is actually talking about, you know, you bringing up the midichlorians and talking about, you know, how we really kind of want to skip over the um, the prequels a bit. Misa here, too. Oh, thank no. you. Jar no. Jar's big adventure. Okay, he's fired as an intern. That just cut Bye, it. Guys. He's done. Tony, Tony, Tony just See leave. See you, Tony. But in the, um, somebody You're walking had, home. Somebody had, come up, yeah, somebody had come up a couple years ago with what's now known as the machete order of how to watch these movies. I've so, seen this. Yes, the machete order says, this is, this is the pattern of how you're going to watch the movies. You watch the original, episode four, New Hope, then you watch Empire Strikes Back, number five, then you go backwards to number two, Attack of the Clones, onward to Revenge of the Sith, and then you end up with uh, Return of the Jedi, episode six. So it's four, five, two, three, six. Notice what's not there. Yes. Number one, Phantom Menace. The one that's a phantom. Yes, it's a phantom. It's a phantom movie. The nice thing about Machete Order is mm-hmm. it's if you're showing it to someone who has never been exposed to Star Wars ever before, yes. it keeps the um, surprise of Darth Vader being Luke's father. Yes. And if you are watching the unedited tapes, you don't see Jabba the Hutt at all until episode yeah. uh, six. Until Yes, exactly, because mm-hmm. you don't Especially have that cut Especially if you in. cut, out, you uh, cut away um, Phantom Menace. Right. And, you know, it takes out midichlorians. You don't have to deal with midichlorians. You don't have to deal with, you know, whiny, tiny little uh, little Darth Vader to be. You get rid of the chariot scene from Ben-Hur. Yes, you get rid of the chariot scene, which, you know, oh, yeah, but, but George Lucas the loves his chariots. Yeah, but what about lightsaber scene with Darth Maul... And Obi-Wan. Or uh, Qui-Gon. And Qui-Gon and, and, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. There are... That, so- that's one of the that things you the do miss out on. Quality of that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the you know one of the best parts of, of number one, and and that's regrettable. But you know what? I think in the overal telling of the story, it's it's better. I think it, the more mm-hmm. I think about it, I've actually tried it. You know, I've I've done the the, the movie marathon at home myself mm-hmm. and done it in machete order, and it's great because it, you have the the story, which mm-hmm. is you know Luke and Han and Leia and how they're off to save the galaxy, and then there's this gap in the middle where it goes backwards and it's kind of almost like a flashback episode. You know, where you Kinda see a like little bit of how... the Godfather part two. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. And then, boom, you finish... Okay, now we're back to the main story, and we can finish off, and we can show the redemption of Vader, and we mm-hmm. can show the end of the Empire, and we can show all of this great stuff, and, and the rise of Luke Skywalker. So I really... Me, personally, you guys don't have to agree with me, because I don't sign paychecks here in this particular organization, but the long and the short of it, I think this is the best way to experience this particular story. Yeah, and... Um, I would tend to agree with that. There you, yeah, you also lose yeah. Darth Maul. Uh, a person who only said like maybe ten words in the entire. But he movie. had such a great presence in that first movie. He did. It and, was very, it was very interesting. And truly, when my son Riker has watched episode one, we have fast forward. To, you fast forward to the good bits. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like okay, yeah. that part and that lightsaber duel, and then mm-hmm. then that lightsaber duel, and then the lightsaber duel at the end. <laughs> yeah. and, and we just kept fast forwarding, and so he got through episode one in like mm, ten minutes. Yeah, there you go. See, get to like the, get I said the in bits. the last episode, most of episode one and the prequel series trilogy in general is mm-hmm. literally just sitting and talking about yeah. politics, mm-hmm. space politics, mm-hmm. which is all that Federation. interesting. Yeah, it's not and the whole pod racing scene. I, kind I of totally forgot threw about the Trade Federation. The Trade part. Federation, those big ships, things yeah. like that. The big donut. The best thing about the Trade Federation was when you seen the lightsabers cut through. They're the, still uh, the coming the through the yeah. door. And that, that was the best thing. It's like, oh, I know lightsabers could do that. That is cool. Oh, you brain dead? I am not going against the Jedi. Okay. 
We hey. really digress today. Uh, we didn't really know. We're still <laughs> no, on. We're still talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a couple of podcasts yeah. ago when we were talking about you know comic books on TV, and we ended up talking about I don't remember where we were, but we were nowhere near where we yeah. were supposed to be. <laughs> I just met with the voices. We're professionals, really. Honestly. For me, as far as the prequels go, yeah. If you were to only pick one mm-hmm. of the three that that should have been out there, mm-hmm. I to me it's Episode Three, The Revenge okay. of the Sith. Because then you see how Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. transitions to Darth Vader. You see okay. that whole process. Which I thought was lame. Uh, I thought how they pulled yeah, it off. Yeah, I mean, he went was. from... I'm not saying it was good. Oh, I know. I know. He, went, he, he cool. went from zero to 90 in like yeah. 0.5 right. seconds. It's like, okay, fine, I give up. I'll, be, you know, I'll, I'll join I'll, you. He's like, like really? I, we have to put the Emperor on trial. And then like... Two after seconds he, later. Two seconds later, he's killing younglings. Yeah. younglings. It's like, how does that work? Uh, you know what? Um, a, a while back, about a year or so ago, I was on Evan Dawson's uh, Connections uh, on WXXI Radio. Bragger. I know. I love name dropping when I actually have the ability to do it. But I was, I, I'm going to keep going That's with it. It's a good show, though. It I really was on the panel. Nice. I was on the panel with Jack Garner, the legend, okay? okay. And just to have his insight about Star and Wars I heard was he amazing. He's taller than you. He is taller than I am. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. There are very few people who are. Uh, and then, but also on was, um, was a local uh, guy, uh, Mike DiGiorgio. Oh, is, I like Mike. Yeah, he's an executive producer over at Channel 13. I went to college with him. He's a great guy. He's the guy who got me into radio, as a matter of fact. So, But Mike had the best point because I was sitting there slamming away at the prequels because I just I make very clear that I am not thrilled that they, you know, I, I, there was a lot of good bits you can take from them, but I was not overall happy with the three movies. I and, think it was a pure money grab on Lucas's part. And a lot of people Thank have you. said that. And a lot of people <laughs> have said that, and you're probably correct. But, you know, Mike made a great point that, the, the reason that we were the most upset with these movies is they didn't grow up with us. These were mm. meant to be kids' movies. And in a, in a certain way... But Star Lucas, Wars isn't I, a kid show. I, well, it, that's the long and the short of it, though, is he was trying to appeal to a younger demographic. The fact that, that older you know, teens and adults and whatnot got into it was kind of a bonus. But let me, let me just finish this thought, because he had made it, and it really made sense at the time for me, um, where these movies didn't kind of grow up with us in the respect that he kept playing to the same demographic he always thought he was playing with. He didn't realize that the people who had watched the movie in 70, 81, and 83, 77, 81, and 83, were the same people who were going to watch it again in 99, 2000, and, and so forth. Um, so he kind of didn't really, didn't really kind of let those movies evolve and mature and appeal to all ages. And I feel that Force Awakens kind of did that, and we'll get into that in a moment. And I'm going to I'm um, let you go in a, in a, in off the leash on this one in a second. But let me just... Um, there was a point I was going to make. I forgot what it is, so I'm just going to cut in. Oh, I, I, I was listening to you. So <laughs> okay. DiGiorgio uh, makes a good point. That uh-huh. is a very interesting point. I never would have looked at it that way. Yeah. That, that, you know, Lucas went for the demographic that he originally hit. Right. And it wasn't a people demographic. It was a pure demographic move. Right. And, you know, and then we can go into the whole money grab thing and, you know, that'd be obvious. But uh, I think that's that's why we were so upset with the prequels. Go ahead, Tony. Uh, I, I don't know about Becca, but honestly, the... nobody really does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, for me, being a younger person who grew up with the CGI and stories of the prequels, mm-hmm. I would I don't I don't I didn't really feel connected to them. Okay. I felt more connected to the ones that came out with you guys. Um and um which I'm fine with. Oh, but yeah. why is that? Because yeah. frankly the They were written better. He wanted to be Han they Solo. They were one they were written better and two um the 
frankly, if you take away all of if you take the away all effects. the special effects, mm-hmm. it boils down to a movie of people talking, uh, sitting down and talking about politics, space politics, which, which is a reference before. you've made on several occasions. Yeah, yeah. and it, you know, mm-hmm. you want to you want to see less talky talky, more Dewey Dewey. I want to see yeah. more people like mm-hmm. growing as characters, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, that didn't happen in my mind in, for anybody except episode, for uh, Obi Wan. Except in, ep- in episode two. Um, at the end, when um, Anakin marries Padme, it's like, where'd that come from? Yeah, <laughs> it was like wh- that was why the most married? wooden. Like, that didn't make the sense. The biggest sin of the pr- of the prequel trilogy, in my mind, mm-hmm. is having a great actor like uh, Ewan McGregor play alongside CGI characters like Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that's, <laughs> seriously, that's, that's, yeah. That's, that's all, one of the things they were saying. There was too many special effects in the first that. It, and because yeah. you can do them now, yeah. So it's like I can do all kind. Of, that's why in the first one you had all the CGI armies. It was an orgy of CGI. It was and it's like you brutal. just didn't. Not need a it. single Phase One clone armor was made for the production of they didn't um, need to. any of them. Yeah. They didn't need to. It's all CGI. Well, you know, the 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 clone the clone armor was constructed by the five hundred first for yeah. their for their they, own they use. It, yeah, oh they yeah, made it themselves. But yeah. the, there was nothing made by. Um, Lucasfilms. You know how the, how lots of people will make these little memes out there, and and they'll it'll make a reference to like Linus and his blanket or something silly, some sort of silly relationship, and the tagline will be still a better love story than Twilight. Yeah. Yes. I think that actually the whole Padme Anakin love story fails that particular description. I think Padme, Twilight like was actually a better love story than those and two. Anakin five. When nine they first and met. fourteen. Nine and fourteen when they first met, and then in the, in movie He's number two they're supposed to be. It's uh, it's in the Weird Al song. Yeah, but yeah. In the first movie they're supposed to be like nine and twelve, and then they're like then he's nineteen and she's whatever that uh, nineteen it was and twenty one. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember, but the way that they delivered those lines, and you know what, I'm Natalie Portman is a great actress. Yeah, she is a fantastic Love actress. She's awesome. Yeah, V for Vendetta. She can bring serious emotion to a part. Black Swan. Oh, God. My, that was an insane movie. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely insane. So to watch her. Jane Foster and Thor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even, yeah. Even, in, even in that, as silly as it is, even in that, she did a great job. But the long and the short of it, to see her delivering these these I love you speeches to Anakin Skywalker, I I never believed it. I never believed it. Yeah. It was like, I seriously? I'm, Chris, I'm with you. There was no emotion behind it was the none. words. It was, I have to repeat this to this guy who I probably detest, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to do it because I'm getting paid a lot of money to Yeah, do it's, it relates to what it really felt like. Yeah. It felt like, I'm going to really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to wear some really cool costumes. You know, guys, sand gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the Wilma Deering costume from uh, Buck Rogers when she was... Uh... Exactly. Well, you, were, you were making reference to that earlier. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's um, Natalie Portman uh, channeling Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it was. You know, the, the white outfit. Um... And which strategically got ripped in the weirdest places. It's like what? <laughs> of course it does. You know, mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm as red blooded as any other American guy out there. But even then, there was like scratching your head moments where like, what? That, that was a whole bad scene. It's like, wait a minute, they have the force mm-hmm. and they're running. Around. Couldn't they just? No, it no. just was wrong. There was just so much wrong with the. But then you have to look at why are we? How why are we really pissed off at this at these movies? And you know, everybody will come to their own. I mean. Like I said, I talked about my friend Mike DiGiorgio, and he kind of educated me, and that really helped me understand why I don't like these movies as much. But then there's a lot of really obvious flaws to these movies. Out of curiosity, Becca, what did you think of them? Um, 
What I remember is when my dad was showing them to me, he showed me in the order of one to six. Okay. <laughs> so right in that order, and all I really remember is I never paid attention to the first three movies. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get excited until about episode four. There you go. <laughs> now, now, did you know that, like, critically that the first three didn't work and number four was a classic? Like, did you go in with that knowledge? Or? Yeah, my dad was explaining, like, okay. this isn't actually the first movie they made. The first movie they made was number four, and then they went back and made the first three. And mm-hmm. I was just like, this makes no sense to me. I'm seven. Yeah. <laughs> That's about how old I was when I first started getting into Star Wars, too. So, you know, it works. But yeah, you got to start right at the beginning. I did. I just got thrown did, into this true. whole mess. Yeah. Yeah, I got I to gotta tell you, I've... um. We've got 40 years of Star Wars experience. And, and, and yeah. she's got nine. <laughs> well, I threw my kids into it. Too. I threw them into the deep end. And, she's, and got, really, she's got the bad nine. Mm. Yeah, she does have the bad nine. Years <laughs> she started with the first The three. nine regrettable ones. And all, all you need for Phantom Menace is the Weird Al song. It's it tells it. the yeah. story. It's then it's move on. And to then move on. I haven't heard that. Here. Do you, you want to hear bring it? A, yeah, bring a snippet of oh, it. While you're, while you're doing, while okay. you're finding that. Um, it's stunned to uh, American Pie. Yes. Yes. Oh, actually, Becca, do you know American Pie? Yes, I do. Okay. Bye bye, American. This is the song you guys are talking about. There it is. Here it is. Okay. Okay. Okay, you got the Star Wars music. I don't remember this in the uh, Weird Al song. Here. There we go. Oh, yes. Any podcast that can bring up Weird Al is a good one. Yes. I'm just throwing that out there. And I thought me and Qui-Gon Jinn could talk the Federation into maybe cutting them a little slack. But their response, it didn't thrill us. They locked the doors and tried to kill us. (laughs) We escaped from that gas, the Met Jar Jar and Boss Mess. We took a bongo from the scene and we went to feed to see the Queen. We all wound up on Tatooine. <laughs> That's where we found this boy. <laughs> oh my, my, this here Anakin guy. Maybe Vader someday later. Now he's just a small fry. He left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye. And it's funny, I saw Weird Al this past summer yeah. out at C-Mac, and this is his closer. This is it really? And hearing oh, the whole crowd singing, my, my, this here Anakin, the whole crowd singing. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, awesome. And that was another thing. In the, in Anakin never went back to get his mother until after she got killed. Right. It's for like he 10 completely years, forgot about her. 10 years, he totally forgot about her, and then it's like, oh, my mother died, so I must go back and avenge her. <laughs> it's like, it didn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> all right, so where are we going from here? Shall we awaken this conversation a little further? <laughs> I, want to I think we should. Segway. I think yeah. we should. Star Wars I, I used to be a lot better at segways when I was in college. I'm just going to throw that out there for nothing. <laughs> I, I admit. Not I'm, those things that you can ride on. Yes, not no, not those things you can ride, because I've actually fallen off of one. <laughs> <laughs> these these machines that you're Your not supposed to. Your isn't very high. No, it isn't. I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm very tall and very not not coordinated. But anyway. Uh, so the Force Awakens comes out this past year, and uh, and what did we think, Wayne? I liked it because it got the it washed the bad taste of the prequels out of my mind. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it's like okay they're redoing Star Wars Episode Four. Yeah, and it's like but 
it was better than one, two, and three. So and that, I could live with it. And that's the critics saying that it was just a redress. It was of, a redress of, of a episode hope. four. I mean, uh-huh. Well, they had to use the bigger the Death Star planet instead of just Death Star. Star Killer Base. Yeah. 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 And that pulls in, was it Luke's Star Killer? Yeah, yes. it did. It was it the did. reference to the the original the original story. And uh, Finn's uh, service number, uh, Star Empire, or First Order service number was the cell number of Leia's. Was in, it? Uh, nice little piece of trivia Nibble. there. Thank was you for 1146? that. Was it one one four six? I don't remember. One one three eight or something like that. I don't remember. We can look it up. Two one eight Deanna, seven. Are Billy, you on what, that? Billy, what'd you think of it? I, I may what? have to give him my That's nerd it. card. I finally watched it last week because I knew we were talking Star Wars. Not and a problem. I, I hadn't gotten to it, <laughs> uh-huh. and I had it on my, I've had it on my DVR for a month. I better watch it, and I loved it. <laughs> you, well, because you have you to go. watch yeah. everything else yeah. in order and first. I do, you, you know, <laughs> I got caught up when it came out to the movie. I, I borrowed all six mm-hmm. of the the original three and then the prequels. Mm-hmm. And I watched the original three. Susan and I watched them at home. Got the Phantom Menace and I tapped out and <laughs> my brain wouldn't <laughs> let me go see uh, Force Awakens until, but I decided to watch it anyway. There you go. Glad I, I mean, did. For for me, go ahead, Tony. Uh, first. For me, I would put I liked fan. I'm sorry, not. Sorry, guys. He was fired. He swore. <laughs> he said. He said the, the, the pH word. <laughs> he said the pH word. I liked Force Awakens better than I liked um, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, Why? Because I felt it hit all of the right notes, mm-hmm. and in my mind. Um, Empire, uh, sorry, Return of the Jedi, um, was basically it start. You started to see Lucas try to m- really gear up his marketing machine, mm-hmm. and um, frankly, episode one, the, all the guys in supposedly all the guys in the stands for the pod race scene, mm-hmm. there were action figures of all of those. Oh yeah, they are. My uh, <laughs> brother collected uh, Star Wars action figures, and he has. Almost all of them, and uh, he has like. But ET was one of them too. Yeah, in the they were in the uh, ET was a Jedi. <laughs> there are ET people in uh, yeah. the in the mm-hmm. Senate's building. Well, for me, I, I will I will admit freely when I, I went opening night on Force Awakens. I was I had, there. That was fun. Yeah, same. <laughs> and um, that's right because we just I said, oh okay, yeah, guys, we're going to the we're going to see Star yeah, Wars. It was like ten o'clock like... at night. And, yeah. Becca, Becca was over hanging out with my daughter, and, and, and she's just like, okay, I'm along for the ride. I, I turned into an eight-year-old kid from the first note. I don't know what it was, but to hear that, for me, I never thought I was ever going to hear that in a movie theater ever again. Ever again. The John Williams amazing yeah. theme that is legend. As soon as that first peel of, of the brass hits, I mean, your spine tingles. And here I am thinking I was never going to see this ever again, and here I am getting an opportunity to do that. And the crawl, the crawl comes in. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, great. So you've got the theme, you've got the crawl, I'm in. And just the overall feel from the word go, the first image, the, the first dialogue. There, it's, there it that's is. it. It's like that's spine it. tingling. Seriously. I'm going to get a suit eventually with all this music. <laughs> We're going to make the papers, everybody. We're making the papers. <laughs> Damn it, that's our plan. <laughs> And, and Plausible deniability. So, so when we get sued, it'll be, you know, Billy, you have to pony it up uh, to pay we'll, for it. We'll get a cease and desist first. <laughs> and, and, and then we'll cease and desist. Then we'll cease and desist. We'll move on. You know, I got a cease and desist letter once. I, I threw it out. Anyway, um, but uh, the long and the short of it is just to have the way it came across. And, yes, it, it, it did redress 
A New Hope a lot. And it was easy to see. I don't think they were trying to hide it. I don't think they were being very subtle about it. They were saying, yes, we're bringing you back to what was originally what made Star Wars great. We're going to we're going to redress all of those things and we're going to show you the it's going to be handing it off to the next generation of, of characters. Just the way, just the dialogue alone for me, uh, just it was a lot more natural. You know, to have people talking to each other and not feeling like they were struggling through those it lines. It wasn't forced. It wasn't forced. And Even though it was the Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Lucas. Well, my, my first, my, my favorite interaction was when Poe Dameron meets Kylo Ren and they're just staring at each other for a minute oh, and then Poe goes, do I talk first? Do you talk? How, who, talk who talks first? <laughs> just that interaction alone. But anyway, and we're going to leave it at that for now. We've, we've wrapped up yet another podcast and and we're looking forward to it. And Here comes for, uh, Rogue One. Here comes Rogue One in a couple oh, of days. Yeah. We're all excited. I can't wait. And, you know, can't wait. It, it's, so keep an eye on the, on the FC3 Facebook. We might actually be trying to do like a group party. Like, you know, we may not be sponsoring anything, but like all of us will probably try to go to the same theater that night. And so you can come hang out with oh, us. Oh boy! So That's should we? Well, we should. Day, I've already bought Empire, our tickets. When Empire started, uh-huh. we had a when the first night for Empire, a bunch of us went dressed. Oh, we see had, there you we go. We had a Wookiee and a Darth Vader at the the um. Pen, pen we'll find out where the five hundred first is going to be. Maybe we'll just hang out with them for a little bit. But we'll figure that out. We'll keep keep an eye on yeah. our F, on our FC three Facebook for that. So uh, with that being said. Uh, so thank you yet again. And see, you couldn't help. Back yourself. to the classics. Back to the classics. We don't want to be sued. No, <laughs> I may sue myself just for this. But anyway, to, to, to wrap it up, go ahead, Wayne. This has been Monkey Business, a Mighty Monkey production. Mighty Monkey Productions of Rochester, New York. Creators and presenters of the Flower City Comic Con, presenting their second show May 20th and 21st of 2017 at the Rochester Riverside Convention Center, right downtown. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash FC3ROC.